Tonight we continue our evening services. This is day three of our 21 days of glory, fasting and prayers in seeking the face of the Lord our God. I mentioned on the first day of the fast that we don't fast as a political tool to compel God to act. It is not like a hunger strike to compel a government to act. But it is our way of humbling ourselves, which is acceptable in the sight of God. Fasting is prescribed by God. And tonight I want to share with you fasting God's way. See, we can have a way of wanting to fast. But I want you to know there is God's prescription for fasting. And I want us to become Christians, as I've said on the first night, that we need to have a revelation of which church we are and the servant of God. Yesterday, I shared with you about being spiritually sensitive. And tonight, we want to look at fasting God's way. Because if we would do the master's will in planting churches and making disciples, it will mean that we will need to hear from God. The greatest asset of the believer is the voice of God. The greatest asset of the Christian is the voice of God. And to receive from God, we need to learn to pray to God. And if we will learn to pray to God, we have to pray God's way. Everything we do as believers must be God's way, not our way. The world has its definition of what they think should be Christianity. Um, politicians have their view of what they think should be Christianity. But I want you to understand it is God who calls the shots as to who is a Christian, and God's word is so clear about that definition of who a Christian is. I was listening to um, a link that was forwarded to me a few days ago of uh, a celebrity in America who claims that she is a Christian, but she is a Christian who believes that there are many ways to God. And I flatly disagree with her. Completely, you cannot be a Christian and believe that. And I wish that I was on that panel with her. I would have made it very clear to Oprah Winfrey that you cannot be a Christian that believes that there are many other ways to God. Because the one who is Christ, whose name Christians bear, made it very clear in John 14, 6. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Oprah, you err. Biblically, you need to humble yourself for some of us to teach you the word of God. And so people in the world, despite their celebrity status, think they can redefine Christianity. But I want you to understand, God's word defines what? And when it comes to fasting, God's word prescribes clearly how we should fast. Hallelujah. And if God came in to tell us, this is how I want you to fast, it means that fasting means something to God. Hallelujah. And throughout the scriptures, we see Moses going up the mountain without food, fasting 40 days and 40 nights. 
And we see Elijah going up on the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible tells us that the men of God of old from Ezekiel through Daniel, Daniel went on 21 days fasting and praying and God moved. The Bible said, Ezra said in Ezra chapter 8 that and we proclaim a fast by the river Ahava, that we will humble ourselves and seek the Lord our God. And he says, so we fasted and we prayed and our God heard us. When we fast and pray, God hears. The Bible says the son of God himself fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says he was heard by the father. The apostles fasted and prayed. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, and there was in the church that was at Antioch, certain preachers, certain prophets and teachers. And when they ministered to the Lord and fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost spoke. Ladies and gentlemen, in an atmosphere of fasting, God speaks. Fasting has advantages, hallelujah. If we submit our bodies, we deny the flesh, we fast pleasure so as to concentrate on God because the noise of the flesh is so noisy that it can disrupt our communication with God. That is why the flesh must be humbled so that the real you, the spirit man, would take absolute control and engage with God. So fasting technically is not a hunger strike to compel the government of God to act, but it is a way by which we humble ourselves so we can focus and deny fleshly desires so we can be spiritual. Hallelujah. And the Bible teaches us, Paul said, fasting continuously, fasting daily. Paul described himself and he says that he fasts regularly. And so fasting is a very powerful practice by the believer. However, God also tells us that we mustn't do it because others are doing it. We mustn't do it with the wrong motive. There is a good motive for fasting. Hallelujah. And Isaiah chapter 58 Verse 1 to 14 gives us a very interesting prescription by God in the name of Jesus Christ. When we come before God, you will notice that I've been spending the past two, three days, today's the third day, teaching you certain things. We, we, you see, God is not our servant. So we don't just appear before him ordering him about. We must have the fear of God. The prophets of old went to God in humility. Daniel went to God and said, I humbled myself before the Lord. The scripture was describing fasting as humility. And so when we appear before God, we must be very humble that he's not our servant. We are only privileged to appear before him. And we must have that sobriety. We must have that humility. We must have that contrition of heart. We must go before God. Sometimes when, I believe that sometimes in our 21 days, we must spend 10 days actually going to God to ask God for mercy. Before we start opening our mouth to ask him to do anything. These days we don't respect God. But let's go. Isaiah 58 verse 1 to 14. I want us to get it right with God in Jesus name. The Bible says God comes in. And says to the prophet, I'm reading from the New Living Translation version. It says, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. See, when we are full of the Holy Ghost, we would tell people their sins. And we are not judging them. God told the prophet to go and tell the people they are sinning. 
And they, I don't think they will be bold enough to tell him, you are judging us. So you see one of the ways by which we gag the prophets of God. We use you are judging us to gag the prophets of God. But when you are fired in the Holy Ghost, when you are carrying the power of God and the presence of God and you have really encountered God, you will speak what God has said you should speak. And the Bible says, it says, tell them their sins. They act so pious. They come to the temple every day and they seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that will never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, God sees our hearts. When we come to church, when we come before him, we can act all we can. He is the one who sees our hearts and determines whether he will answer the prayer or not. Whether our coming to church, our fellowship, our service of God is genuine or not. I want us from this 21 days of glory and from tonight that we will be very genuine with God and not pay lip service to God. We mustn't try to impress anybody. Our main focus will be to impress God. God said these people have a certain attitude and tonight honestly look at yourself and see whether you are fitting into this description. He says they, they act so pious. Outwardly, they look righteous. They can drop all the Christian jargons. They know how to say hallelujah in slangs. And know how to say praise the Lord. And say things of brother God bless you. And they, they stress the bless, in the L in the bless. God bless you. And, and they do things like that. And the Bible says they come to temple every day. It means that these are people that is possible that they will even come to church every day and they seem delighted to learn all about me and they act like people who will never abandon the laws of God. And then they go on to pray, to ask God to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near God. They pray powerful and dangerous prayers when people gather. The Bible says, and they went on to accuse God and they said, we have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. Church, this is a very solemn part of the whole thing that we can act all pious and even fast for 21 days and God will not hear us. And God will not hear you. It is not the exercise. It is the heart with the exercise. It is the understanding that you are coming before God. Ladies and gentlemen, God is so real. God is so real that we can't take his presence for granted. It doesn't matter how many churches there are and what your opinion about churches are, whether they seem to be doing well or not, there is a God who is the founder of churches. And that God responds to the people of God. And that God has a way of looking at our hearts Tonight, I want you to examine your hearts and see that do you act all of this? Show all these things. Pray fast and yet God is not hearing. Now, sometimes we look at people and think that they are righteous because they fasted. We thought that because people go to church and they fast and they speak in tongues, 
then they are righteous. These people were the people of God. And God is saying, I don't hear you when you pray. And even when you fast, they say we have even stretched ourselves. We have been hard on ourselves. We haven't eaten. It's been three days. Some of you have missed your wonderful lunch. That you have been consuming every afternoon. You've missed it. And can you imagine you have done all these things. And God has not heard you. I don't want to pray that God did not hear. I want to satisfy the conditions of God. And the Bible says, God now comes in to say, this is what you people are saying, that I don't even notice after you had fasted and prayed. And he's saying that because you are acting hypocritically, you are having outward showmanship, and your mind and your heart is different from what you show outside. Now he says, I will tell you why. God says, I will respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. He was talking to those who were employed, who are employers. That you are fasting to please yourselves. You are fasting so that others will see that you are fasting. You are fasting because, you know, you want to create an impression that we are also in it. You know, the, towards the end of the year, I, I was talking to a man of God and, and another young minister who I mentor uh, in another church. And I said to him, what is the theme that God has given to you for the coming year? He said he's still thinking about it. I said, don't, don't, don't be under pressure if God has not spoken. Just enter the new year. And follow what God, what you have been doing. Just do it. You don't need to think the year if God has not spoken. See, there's this craze going on. It's our year of this and our year of that. At the end of the year, did our year of the thing, did you achieve it? See, it's not because others are doing I want us to be a church and a group of people that genuinely connect with God and we have heard God. Amen. So we are not fasting because it becomes an annual ritual, but we want to fast right. We want to fast correctly because there is enormous benefit when you fast. There is a movement of the spirit world when you fast. There is the movement of God when we fast. But we must fast God's way. Otherwise, we would have run in vain. We would have done 21 days and thank God on the last day. Pour oil on ourselves and believe God. And we see that we don't see anything. Because for all you know, we have just done an outward showmanship. God says, this is it. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Tonight, are you joining the fast to please yourselves? Are you joining the fast so that it will, you also tick a box that I joined the 21-day fast? Or are you joining the fast because your heart is right with God? When your heart is right with God and you fast God's way, it doesn't matter at all if all the 21 days, the prayer topics was just about the church. See, some of you, when you join the prayer line and all the prayer topics about the church, you are just complaining. You are just like, oh, when are they going to pray about my need? It tells you you haven't heard God yet. We, we haven't, you are, not start, you are not praying, you are not fasting by God's prescription. When we come into fasting God's prescription, we fast by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. The prayer topics are directed by the Holy Ghost and we just flow with the Holy Ghost. 
So whether it's about my shoe or shirt, and the Lord wants me to seek the kingdom for 21 days, it shall be kingdom. It shall be kingdom. So he says, you are fasting to please yourselves. It is all about you and not about God. Number one, God is saying that when you fast, it should be about him, not you. That's why I say you are fasting to please yourselves. Because whilst you are doing all these things, you are even oppressing your staff. You are not paying your staff. People that you owe, you are not paying them. People that you have borrowed things from, you are not giving it back to them. People that you have promised you will do something for them, you are not doing it. All these things, you are just like the person that is oppressing your workers. And so before we go and shout at God to do certain things for us, let us make sure that he wants us to make sure that while we fast, we will not oppress our workers. Amen. Hallelujah. When you ask someone to do something and you say you pay them, pay them. In Jesus' name. Don't tell them they should fast the payment. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Then the Bible says in the verse number four. Another thing the Lord says, you are fasting, but this is the problem I have with you. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Church, are you hearing that one? Verse 4, the New Living Translation is so powerful. I can stop here. He says, what good is your fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are fasting and you are not talking to somebody, please start eating because it's not going to go anywhere. Are you here? <laughs> please stop down the fast. Just drink some water and find some food to eat. Eat, eat, better eat. It's not going anywhere. The one who answers prayer, the one who responds when we fast, he's telling us these things from a prophetic book, Abu Shahayab. From a prophetic standpoint, this is the way God is seeing things. He says, what good is your fasting? When you keep on fighting and quarreling. We have joined online. You are still not talking to somebody. We have come to church. You are not talking to somebody in the church. And say, we are in 21 days fasting. May the Lord deliver the church from such hypocrisy in the name of Jesus. What good is your fasting? When God is asking such a question, you need to be, you need to be very sorry for yourself. You need to really run and go and put on ashes and sackcloth and go to God for mercy. He said, what good is your fasting? What's the point? The past 72 hours that you have not eaten. And all your colleagues are asking, what is this that we are fasting? Our church is on a 21-day fast. And you are not talking to somebody in the workplace. You are not talking to a church member. You are doing all these things. This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. That's God. So you can do all the prayer topics, pour all the oil on you. He said, this is the issue. Then he says, you even humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance. Bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You know, a reed is a very, very, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a plant, but it's very, very light that when the winds blow, it just, it just dances with the wind. <laughs> it says, by going, you go through the motions of penance. I am sorry, but you are not sorry. Your mouth says sorry. Your heart is not sorry. Bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in bellop and cover yourselves with ashes. Then he asks, the Lord is asking, is this what you call fasting? 
that people see you and your mouth is dry. You haven't eaten. We are fasting. Then he says, do you really think this will please the Lord? I just, I just want you to look at the, the New Living Translation. It just makes it so clear in your normal English. King James, you, you'll be struggling. But this one is direct to the point. <laughs> is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? That tells you our fasting is supposed to please the Lord, not ourselves. Hallelujah. So when we are fasting and the prayer topic is not about your shoe. Keep on following to please the Lord. As I please the Lord, as I seek God and I seek his kingdom first, I am acting by faith that I know that when it is all about his kingdom, he will take care of mine. And tonight I want you to be that Christian whose fasting life pleases the Lord. I want us to move away from hypocrisy, from ceremonies, from artificialities into the reality of the spirit that we go to God in genuine humility, confessing ourselves. Many of us, when we pray, we are starting the prayer. Say, shall we all pray and confess our sins? You quickly move. Then you finish. The sin you just confessed. Just after the prayer meeting, you see yourself acting the sin. You didn't confess it. Your mouth just spoke. Your heart is not sorry. God is judging the heart. Tonight, he sent me to circumcise your heart in the name of Jesus. It's a hard blade I'm using tonight, a very sharp one to cut off the flesh, to cut off the artificialities, the pretenses, and the hypocrisy. We want to have a pure and righteous church so that we will not labor in vain. Hallelujah. He said you cover yourself with ashes. You show everything. And you have changed what you even were. And yet, do you think this will please the Lord when said things? Look at verse 6. He said, no. This is the kind of fasting I want. Have you seen it there? So God calls the shots. He says, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. It means that when we fast and pray, we must be seeking to free those who are bound. In our prayers, our prayers should be setting people free. In our practice, when we see what is unjust, we correct it. We rebuke it. We Turn it around. We are enforcers of righteousness. He says that for, for free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Not those who are just imprisoned, but those who are wrongly imprisoned. Those who have been cursed with a causeless curse. Those who Satan has attacked. That in the place of prayer, as we fast, we free them in prayer. In the name of Jesus. So you see, it's not about yourself. The prayer topic should be about others. And it applies both spiritually and physically. If you have got the advocacy, if you have got what it takes to, to put out a case for somebody who has been wrongfully imprisoned, wrongfully accused, speak up for the person. That's what God is saying. Hallelujah. And in the realm of the spirit, you lift up intercession for all those who are spiritually captured by the devil. You set them free. In the place of prayer, you, you arrest the devil. You arrest demons. You cast them out and set people free from family cases, from family bondages. You are praying for others, not yourself first. And he says, lighten the burden of those who work for you. See, twice God has talked about the people that work for us. How we should handle the people that work for us. In fact, in the book of Leviticus, he says that the, the wages of a worker must not stay with you overnight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't change their wages like Laban did. Ten times he changed the guy's salary. 
Whatever you promise, you honor, honor it. Be a genuine Christian in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Lighten the burden. Don't stretch, don't, don't punish, don't let people go through stress around you. There are people that pray and they do all these holy acts and yet they have got servants and house helps at home that they actually humiliate. They abuse. When I was working on the modern slavery bill, I was, I was disappointed that whilst we were in the house of laws and going through these things, I was presented with cases from Pentecostals who have gone back to Africa. These are leaders in churches here. Some are deacons, some are elders, some are pastors. And they've gone to Africa and the Caribbeans. Go to neighbors and friends and families. Oh, yes, if you let your, your daughter can come, I can work for her to really, you know, get a visa and come to the UK. I'll change her life for her. And when this daughter is given to you to bring to the UK, this is a pastor, this is a deacon, this is an elder in significant churches in this country. They, they come in with them, and as soon as those people enter their house, this is the beginning of their slavery. Their pastors are taken away from them, and they are made to work. Work. Work without break. They are abused, humiliated, and they are never giving any chance to go out. Sometimes they follow them occasionally to church. And they are instructed not to speak to anybody. So they follow elder to church. Elder and his wife and children. And they come to church and do everything. And this girl just follows them. She comes to church quietly, listen, and goes. She's in prison. Her passport is not given to her. She's threatened, if you dare tell anybody, we will, we will send you back. Or you'll be deported. The police will arrest you. You know, they put all the fear in here. And it's gradual. Some of those notices on the bus stops that tells that if you are suffering abuse, call this number. You know, this lady gradually tried to memorize the number because she doesn't have anything with her. She was memorizing the number until she memorized everything. And one day, whilst they were not there, she picked one of the children's food and made a call to the police. And that's how these things came out. As I speak, those people have been jailed. But that is what I'm talking about. So these people would have gone to church. Fasting, 21 day fast, they are there. The Lord is good. It's a new year and they've got a slave in the house. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Let the oppressed go free. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Physically and spiritually. Our intercession should be for others. That every spiritual slave, every spiritual chain holding people, this is what we should be binding and loosing in the realm of the spirit. Not just about us. But what does the Lord want? Sometimes the Lord wants us to pray for a whole city. Say, oh, this one, look at we are spending all this time and they are just praying for Bessley Heat to be saved. And I've not had a job yet. If Bessley Heath gets saved, who knows whether the owner of a business in Bessley Heath will become a member of the church and that's where your breakthrough lies. The things of God may not make sense. You are believing God for a wife and trusting God for a breakthrough. And yet throughout the fasting, we are praying for the salvation of Accra and Zurich. Say, so what is that? 
they are not talking about mine. But who knows that if the whole of Zurich gets saved, God is bringing the man that is supposed to marry you. He's inside one of the clubs in the place. He's inside one of those places. The ways of God are not our ways. This is the time to go into fasting and prayer and lose the nation from satanic control that the kingdom of God shall come on earth as it is in heaven. His will will be done. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. If you are an employer, pay your staff well. If things are not going well, explain to them and assure them and be a genuine believer. In Jesus' name. He says, share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And don't hide from relatives who need your help. Hey, glory be to Jesus. Because the person fasting and praying himself is binding his own relatives. God is saying, don't hide from your relatives when they need help. And let it be a genuine help. In Jesus' name. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Give clothes to those who need them. Cover them. Then he says, this is how the breakthrough will come. When we are fasting, we are doing these things, both in the spirit and in the natural. Then he says, then your breakthrough, your salvation, in other words, your deliverance will come like the dawn. And your wounds will heal quickly. Glory be to Jesus. When we fast God's way, we experience miraculous healing. You see the things he talked about, the things we were supposed to do in the fasting, nothing about us. But it says when we do that, we will get healing. Can we believe this God? Amen. So when we lighten the burden of others, when we free others, when we let the oppressed go free, when we remove the chains that bind people, when we share our food with the hungry, we are doing so many things. The fasting so far, the things we are supposed to do in the fast, nothing is about us. It's about pleasing the Lord and it's about how God wants us to approach things. Nothing about us. But when you saw the benefit, at the end of the fasting, see the results. The results were that then, it is only then, that your deliverance will come like the dawn. Amen. It will come like the way dawn comes on us. It suddenly, you think the night is so dark and it doesn't take too long and it will be dawn. It will be dawn very soon. And the light will come. The light is a metaphor for the Messiah. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 that the people that sit in darkness, they have seen a great light. And those that are within the shadow of death, light has sprung forth. That light is the Lord himself. Amen. So he says that your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will heal quickly. Hallelujah. When we fast God's way, healing comes. Emotional healing, spiritual healing, psychological healing, physical healing. All kinds of healings take place because there are different kinds of diseases. Spiritual diseases, physical diseases. The Lord is a healer. And your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. So when we are doing these things, we experience these benefits of divine fasting. Then you will call and the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply, glory be to Jesus. He says, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. I love the last part of verse 9. He's still dealing with us. He says, as you are fasting and praying, this will be the breakthroughs that will come. Then he says, remove the heavy yoke. Of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. 
Hey, stop pointing your finger at others and spreading vicious rumors. You are fasting and yet you are spreading vicious rumors. You are an employee of the devil. May the Lord deliver you. How can you be in church and you're on the payroll of Satan? You are a strange person. You are a wonderful person. Satan himself will be afraid of you. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression and stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumor. This is why we have to frame it big and send it abroad. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness. And the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. So when we fast God's way, when we intercede his way, when we set people free, when we stop spreading vicious rumor and do all those things, and we stop all those things and we fast God's way, he says our light will shine out of the darkness and any darkness around you will become bright like the noonday. Every darkness you are going through, the gloom of life, the pain of pain, the oppression that you are going through, the suppression in your life, the attacks, you find yourself in darkness, things are not working, you can't find your way in life. The Bible says if we fast God's way and we intercede God's way, there shall be light in our darkness. Hallelujah. One day David said, Thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I will run through a troop. By my God I will leap over a wall. When the light of God shines in your darkness, you will find your way in the name of Jesus Christ. You will find your way throughout anything that the enemy puts around you. Every darkness of family curses that keeps you going round in seconds. Tonight I will pray for someone. Your whole life looks like you are going around in circles and you are not getting to your destination. So when people observe you from afar, you are doing a lot of activity, but nothing is coming in. When you drive around a roundabout, you will see that anybody watching you will see you driving and moving, but you are not going anywhere. So you are doing activity, but you go nowhere. And after you go for a very long time, the fuel will run out. And you have still not gone anywhere. You are in the same place, but you are doing activity. Tonight, as the Lord reveals this, may you submit yourself to God. That you will fast genuinely. You will seek God in humility. You will walk righteous before God. So that when we lift our voice in prayer, and pray according to his will, not our will. In the end, we shall be beneficiaries of that which comes to those who fast God's way. In Jesus' name. It says, your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will become bright as noon. Then the Lord will guide you continually. See, we, we love the verse 11. We have been praying regularly from the verse 11. But I want you to know, verse 11, they are conditional upon the 10 verses above. It says, then the Lord will guide you continually. If you need the guidance of the Lord, you need to fast properly. In Jesus' name, with the right heart. Submit yourself to the will of God. And it says, he, he will give you water when you are dry and restore your strength in the name of Jesus. You will be like a well-watered garden. What a blessing. Like an overflowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. 
when you come from that place of fasting and prayer with the power of God on your life, you will begin to rebuild the things that the devil destroyed in your life, that which he destroyed in your family, that which he destroyed in your work. Whatever the enemy destroyed, you will have the anointing to begin to rebuild. Receive grace to rebuild tonight in the name of Jesus. He said you will be like water and restore your strength. He will, you'll be like a well-watered garden. A well-watered garden looks fresh all year round. Well-watered. It means that it will be so attractive that nobody can ignore you in the name of Jesus. You'll be like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted rings of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. May you carry the anointing to be a restorer of homes. That anointing of God will be on your life. That when you go to do the master's will, as you preach to people, drug addicts shall be saved and they shall be restored into their homes. Alcoholics who are abusive to their spouses and children, when you preach to them, the power of God will come upon them. The hand of God will touch them. They shall be saved and they shall be restored to their home. You shall be known as a restorer of homes. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, a rebuilder of walls. When walls have been broken, walls of defense have been broken, you will be a rebuilder of walls in the name of Jesus. He says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day. Have you seen the whole purpose of the thing? It's not about you. It should be about God. It should be about his will and his ways. Speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. And don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Don't follow your own desires. Follow the desires of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And to follow the desires of the Lord, you must be intentionally disciplined. He said, don't talk idly. Don't just open your mouth because your eyes saw something. Some people, they talk too much. And when you talk too much, you start lying. You start manufacturing statements that don't exist. Then the Lord, it says, when you do these things, the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Glory be to Jesus. He said, I, the Lord, I have spoken. This is the type of fast that I want you to engage in. Tonight, May you have a renewal of mind. May you have a genuine heart to see God. You need to humble yourself and say, am I doing all these things whilst I'm fasting? Now sometimes while we are fasting, we, are, we wish somebody dies. Listen, sometimes in order to enjoy victory, you need enemies around. If there are no opposition, if there's no opposition, if there are no opponents, how do you rejoice when you get victory? But let it be the decision of the Lord, not you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There are people who oppose you. But don't take them to fasting and prayer that they should die. No. Let God take that decision. You be a genuine person of God. Serve God. Pray. Follow the plans of God. And God has promised throughout this teaching we have received tonight. The promises of his blessing. He says when we do this for others in the fasting. And we pray prayer points according to his leading. When we lift up the burdens of others and provide shelter for others. You may not have the money to provide shelter, but you can pray that God open a door for somebody. 
in Jesus' name. That when we gather as a church, we are praying for one another that it shall be well with others. And sometimes in the body of Christ, we don't seem to wish people well. We genuinely can't hold another person's hand and pray that, Father, give him a five-bedroom house. If, if you haven't got a five-bedroom house. Hey, what are you talking about? See, you, you have a problem with the Holy Ghost. Are you a genuine Christian? God may lead you to pray for certain things that you don't have. But when you rejoice in the rejoicing of others, then God will also bless you. In the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. It looks like we are specialized in mourning with those who mourn. But we can't rejoice with those who rejoice. It's a sign that our spirits are not right. And if we are fasting, we are not fasting genuinely. May you fast and pray for that brother to break through. In the name of Jesus. For that sister to break through. That if people are in church and they don't have proper immigration documentation. That you are fasting and praying that God will let it work for them. Because it's a frustrating thing to be in. When you don't have what it takes to work in a particular country. And you are growing. And you are advancing in age. And all your strength that you would have needed to study something and do anything. All will pass. And by the time you get your documents, you are 60. Charlie. I'm not saying when you are 60, you don't have strong strength. The 60 year olds, please forgive me. But what I'm saying is that there, you can imagine. If you are looking for a job at that age, you will need a special anointing. Because if... If you're 25 year old and a 16 year old, unless you have experience in the field, but if you are starting, the company will think, how many years is he going to be here till retirement? So they'll rather give it to the 25 year old because that person has got a long time. They will invest in that person and train the person and do all of that. Are you here? So what I'm saying is that when we have such a situation, we must pray that God swiftly comes through for that brother and that sister so that they can do the things they want to do. But would you like to pray for them? Or you won't pray for them so that you can always use it against them. As I'm told happens in some part of the UK. That part of the UK. MK. That place. It's as if Ghana has been transplanted into the place. <laughs> they, they, there are people the people from Ghana, they are in that place. Some people, especially of a particular tribe. Any little offense, they say they'll, they'll call the whole office to send you home. See, don't let them know what your status is. You are in, you are in trouble. You see, they won't wish you well. They want you to be in that state so that anytime you offend them, they will use it against you. You can't pray like that. But when we have the heart of God, when we know people's disadvantages, we take it to God in prayer and we pray until they get clothed, until they have a house, until they are free from every oppression, until they get a job, until it is well with them, until they are healed. You carry on with that. And the Bible says, when you pray for others that way, God will also take care of yours. Amen. Your light will shine. It didn't say their light. Your light will shine from the darkness. And every darkness around you shall become bright like the noonday. In the name of the Lord Jesus, tonight we want to pray that the Holy Spirit will stir your heart to pray God's way, to fast God's way in the name of Jesus, to humble yourself before God and pray God's way in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 We want to pray tonight in Jesus' name, wherever you are, I want you to rise and pray that God 
will guide your heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch my heart. Grant me a soft heart. Grant me a heart of flesh. Grant me your own heart in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for hypocritical fastings in the name of the Lord Jesus. Deliver me from hypocritical fasting in Jesus' name. I want you to lift your voice wherever you are. Begin to pray. Talk to God. You have heard this message. Where do you stand? Genuinely, it shouldn't be about us. Once, uh, because sometimes we will think we are right, but in the realm of the Spirit, God doesn't mind us. Like what's happening here? That's what we have to start. No matter what you think, you me having done anything, I want you to start off asking God to be merciful and forgive you. If you are fasted in the wrong way, you are fasted with the wrong motive, you want to ask God, Lord, forgive me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. These people have been fasting all along. But they didn't know that God was assessing it from his own perspective. Father, in the name of Jesus. Tonight we pray in the name of Jesus. We come before you in humility. Forgive our sins. Heal our hearts. Forgive our hypocritical prayers. Our outward showmanship. In the name of Jesus. Your word says that we are fasted and you are not impressed. You said because we are fasting to please ourselves. Tonight we pray that forgive us if we are fasted to please ourselves. Everybody within the range of the sound of my voice. I want you to go to God in humility. Maybe you are in the house. Kneel down and talk to God and plead for his message. We want to get it right with God. Tonight is a night of repentance. In the name of Jesus, God describes it as sin. He said to the prophet Isaiah, Go, announce their sins to them. He said, We ask him to take action and we pretend that we want to be near him, but we are nowhere near him. The Bible says, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding. Don't be right in your own eyes. I want the verdict of God to start. I pray, Jehovah, forgive me. Ask God to forgive you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, we act so pious. We come to the temple every day. But our hearts are not right. He said, what good is your fasting? In Isaiah 58 verse 4, what good is your fasting? When you are quarreling and fighting among yourselves, what good is your This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with people. It means that fasting is supposed to get us somewhere with God. Mercy Lord, mercy Lord. Mercy Lord, mercy Lord. Sometimes when we are even praying for forgiveness, we try to hurry our way out and rush it quickly. Tonight, go to Him in humility and respect. How will you approach a king, a president, 
a prime minister or a queen who you have offended and you know that he or she has power to send you to prison, would you humble yourself or just stand in and just issue, I am sorry like that? You know, there is an attitude on the heart. Tonight may we be that church. It is God who answers prayer. I want to please the one who answers prayer. Than any other friend, than any other man, than any other woman. Mercy Lord, we humbly present ourselves to you. We pray, Lord, forgive us, Lord. Tonight, we as a church come before you. We as a people come before you. We say, forgive us, Lord. If our motives for fasting is just to please ourselves, it's just to gain advantage. Advantage over our friends and enemies. Lord Jesus, cleanse us, O Lord. Forgive us for going through the motions of penance, bowing our heads like reeds, bending in the wind. We dress and even wear ashes and sackcloth. Lord, your word is Sadalababosha. Forgive us, Lord, if that has not pleased you at all. Tonight, guide our hearts to proper fasting and prayer. In the name of Jesus, help us, Lord, tonight, that we will be able to free those who are wrongly imprisoned, that by your help and grace, we will lighten the burden of those who work for us. That we will let our press go free and remove the chains that bind people in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive us for pointing our fingers and spreading the Tonight, in the name of Jesus, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord, be merciful unto us in the name of Jesus. Somebody go to the Lord. He said, I'm broken and a contract. I will not reject you. Don't be in a hurry in his presence. Take it one by one. Until you leave his presence. Anything. Until you leave his presence. With a Release those who 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, mercy, Lord. Let's take that song to
sins. Thank you that you are forgiving us. This evening we refuse to be hypocrites. We refuse to pay lip service. We want to be known as you know us in the spirit. That our hearts will be right with you. That we will fast your way. The Lord every other benefit that will come to us as you have prescribed shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to continue prayer in the name of Jesus. I want us to look at Philippians chapter 4 and the verse number 6. We will pray again and we expect a move of the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, God is not limited in the spirit. So expect an encounter where you are in the name of Jesus. But I want to pray on some few prayer topics tonight before we go in the name of Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 in the New Living Translation says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Now, this statement may not make intellectual sense to you, but it makes spiritual sense. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It means that when we pray, prayer has a way of taking worry away. It may not make psychological sense. It doesn't make medical sense. It doesn't make psychiatric sense, but it makes spiritual sense. And it shows in the life of the people. God who created us says, don't worry about anything. Tonight, he said, pray about everything. Everything means everything. Hallelujah. And it says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. In Jesus' name. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Tonight, we're going to pray that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 33. The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with all boldness. Church, we, are just, we have just learned God's way of fasting. And when we fast, it tells us to seek him first, to pray about things that pleases him. This is a very important prayer topic for the believer. We are praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we can do the master's will. We just, we just sang a song that says, ready to do your will. Ready to do your will. Ready to do the master's will. We are praying in the name of Jesus that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. We will be filled with the Holy Spirit. They were threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus. And they had a prayer meeting and said, Lord, behold the threats. And grant unto your servants that with all boldness we will preach your word. See, they asked for boldness to preach the word. And they asked that signs and wonders be performed. And when God answers the prayer, God gave them the Holy Spirit. That means Holy Spirit is all that you need to boldly preach to work signs and wonders, to do the master's will, to make disciples and plant churches. As our theme is, we need the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. We want to lift our voice and pray, Lord, fill us in the name of Jesus with your Holy Spirit that we will preach the word boldly. We will plant churches. We will make disciples to please your will in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your, your voice in prayer. I need some prayer in the room. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and pray. Ask the Lord, Father, we seek your face. In the name of Jesus, anoint us with the Holy Ghost. Behold the threats of atheism. 
Behold the threat of secular humanism. Behold the threat of paganism. Behold the threat of sin and Satan. Dragging young people to hell. And Lord, grant unto your servants. Grant unto me that with all boldness we will preach your word in our cities, in our towns, in our villages, in our countries. We will preach the word. According to your will, in the name of Jesus, I want to be that Christian Lord. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. And when they had prayed, the place where they were was shaking. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they preached the word with all boldness. Mantalamaba, that we will preach the word with all boldness in campuses, universities, colleges, cities, towns, in the name of Jesus, plant churches, Lord, pray God will use you, and deliver you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come, and you shall be witnesses in Dalamaba. we desire the salvation of Switzerland, Lord. We pray the salvation of the United States. We pray the salvation of Ghana, of Nigeria, of Kenya, of Zimbabwe, of South Africa, of Africa, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Give us our cities. Give us the towns we are. We pray the salvation of people. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare that if our gospel be it is it to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their eyes, that they will not see the light of the kingdom. Tonight we pray and cast out demons of unbelief, demons of atheism, demons of anti-Christ and anti-church oppression. In the name of Jesus, we pray the light of the gospel shall shine to our neighbors, to our community, to our towns. In the name of Jesus, salvation, Lord, it is your will that no man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is why tonight we pray, Lord, heal us with the Holy Ghost. Pray for the anointing and the boldness 
hands to bring to your family members. Most of the time, we shy away from them because we think they know us too much, but they will die and go to hell if we don't get them saved. In the name of Jesus, pray for the boldness. It's not by might, nor by power. Pray that you'll be able to intercede for their salvation, even when you cannot speak to them. Pray and be an intercessor for them. Receive the Holy Ghost. Pray the power of the Spirit of God to preach the gospel. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they preached the word with all boldness. That you bring to your neighbors. You share Christ with them. In the name of Jesus. Your classmates. Your colleagues. To break through and atheistic, paganistic society in the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, Yesterday I shared with you on spiritual sensitivity. Tonight we want to continue to pray that your Holy Spirit will make you sensitive to his voice. The greatest asset of the believer is the voice of God, the direction of God, the inspiration of God. And we want to pray tonight. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I will know how to speak a word in season to those who are weary. And then he says, he wakens my ear morning by morning and has given me understanding. Tonight we want to pray that Lord God Almighty. And he says, I have listened and have not rebelled. We are praying that we will not be rebellious. But that the Holy Spirit will waken our ears, our spiritual ears, to be sensitive to the voice and leading of the Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Every believer must come to that place where you can be led by the Spirit. And to be led by someone, you must be able to see the person or you must be able to pick the signals of the person. You must be able to get the clue. You must be able to get the, 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 the signals, the, the, the nudges of the Spirit, the impressions of the Spirit, the voice of the Spirit. God has been speaking. For some reason, we have been so deaf, but tonight we are praying sensitivity to the voice and leading of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. God wants to speak to you concerning your relationship, concerning the ministry, concerning your marriage, concerning your home. God, if he wants to give you the prayer topic to pray, but our ears are so dull. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, pray like Isaiah prayed. He wakens my ear morning by morning. Somebody pray, I sense an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this Sunday. Let me Shabra, Adaba, Matanaba, Odaraba, 
In the name of Jesus, we want to continue to pray for strength to pray. There are certain battles, there are certain victories we can only win at a certain level of prayer. In the name of Jesus, we have got dimensions of prayer. You can't just pray any prayer. You receive strength to pray. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 26 that when Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed, an angel was sent from heaven to strengthen him. In Luke chapter 22, the Bible says, as he prayed in the Gethsemane garden, the Bible says an angel of the Lord was sent from heaven to strengthen him. And when that strength came, he prayed more earnestly. And the Bible says his sweat were like great drops of blood falling to the ground. This is serious intercession. There are certain issues you are dealing with. You can't deal with them until you are able to pray at a certain frequency. 
and at a certain level in the realm of the spirit. There are different kinds of prayer positions in the realm of the spirit. Some of you, you are praying and your prayer is the outer court type of prayer. Outer court type of prayer is scripted prayer. And everybody say amen, amen. And the Lord said this and everybody say amen. This is outside prayer. The Bible says the priests say so and the people say amen. Then there is the inner court type of prayer where your intercession is inside the inner court. And in that place, the light there is the light of the word. And the word of God comes into your spirit. The Holy Ghost inspires scriptures that you begin to pray and lift them in the realm of the spirit. Then you push past that one into the holy of holy type of prayer where the Shekinah glory of God is. In that place, the light there is the Shekinah glory of God. It is in that place that you are able to change destinies. The Bible says Daniel prayed like that for 21 days until the answer came. It was an angel that woke him up. He was still in that depth of prayer. Tonight we are praying for strength to pray in the name of Jesus. Some of the things you are dealing with in your family. You can't pray outer court type of prayers. You need to get deeper to deal with some things. You need a certain strength to pray. Jesus said this kind will not live but prayer and fasting. What type of prayer? The disciples have been praying already but this one leads a certain level of prayer. Tonight you're praying for some stamina in the spirit to pray in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 3 13. We are praying Ephesians chapter 3 verse 13. Holy Spirit fill this church. Feel all of us. Anoint us to pray in the name of Jesus. Let's take verse 16. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. In Jesus' name. To, to pray for 40 days and 40 nights is not a human thing. It's a spiritual thing. See, if you, don't have, if you don't have that kind of anointing like Daniel, you can't push past two days. But the 21 days was necessary to bring down a certain answer and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. That when you stand to pray, you will be connected to the presence of God. That you have strength to pray in the name of Jesus. Strength to pray. Strength to pray. Some of you, your prayer life has come down. Satan attacks your prayer life. You are sleeping when you should be praying. You are, sometimes you can't help yourself. Tonight, the Spirit of God will come upon you. You'll be empowered to pray. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles in the name of Jesus. They will run in the realm of the Spirit and won't be weary. In Jesus' name.